Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on-again, off-again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina. Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle. Hi there, it's Melissa. Normally in our episodes, you hear Miss Delina start with hola hola chulas, and we get right in into introducing you and setting the stage for our episode. Now this time, yours truly, got a little excited about the conversation and forgot to hit record until about 20 seconds into the conversation. So when we get going on this episode, it might feel like you're in the middle or you're jumping in a little late. Don't fret, you don't miss anything important. Danny Shapiro, physical therapist, our guest will introduce himself and then you'll be right up to speed. I also wanna give a bit of a content warning for this episode. At one point, as we're debating the idea that you might need to quote, lose weight before you enter into a pain or mobility treatment, there is mention of weight loss, the rate of weight loss that might be suggested and programs that might offer that. And so if that's not gonna serve you when we begin to talk about that, go ahead and fast forward that section um, if that's gonna work better for you. All right, I think we're up to speed now. Are you ready? Let's hop in the middle of that convo. How do I work with pain if I'm not to be focusing on weight loss? Danny, so many people connect weight loss with pain treatment and we're hoping you can help dispel the myth here. Before we jump in, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and your work before we jump in here today. All right. So, um, yeah, what I I started out uh, from the age of four and five years old as a ballroom dancer. It ended up being uh, professional, and I did it for about 16 years, starting from the age of 10, traveling internationally, representing the United States. Was always really, really big into movement, um, being a dancer. (laughs) So That's important. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. Um, So that was what really kind of made me fall in love with movement from a very early age. And it kind of transcended itself into what I'm doing now, which is physical therapy. The reason why I went into physical therapy is because in the dancing world and all around me outside of it, I saw people getting injured right and left. And in the dancing world specifically, it's you got pain. Okay, pop a couple Advils, carry on right? There's no treatment. There's no like, Mm -hmm. okay, take it easy, right? Because competition season is all year round. You take a, you know, you take a week off, take a month off. That means your competitors are getting ahead of you. And I thought that was a little silly, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to put it lightly. And I wanted to create a difference within the dancing community. Then once I entered the PTU realm and the PTU world uh, through schooling and rotations, I was like, all right, yeah, I cannot just focus on dancers. There's so many other people that need help. Uh, And then there are so many people who are just recommended drugs and injections and surgeries that just make you worse or do nothing. And I was like, well, that has to change too. (laughs) Um, So that is kind of what really motivated me to combine my passion for movement and dancing with natural healing, natural medicine, without the need for these surgeries, these injections, these crazy, like, and we're going to dive into this in a moment of like, oh, you're just even slightly overweight. Cool drop 20 pounds and then we, you and I can talk, which is ridiculous too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, 
are you just supposed to be stuck in pain? Or is that what's supposed to like? Is that what life is? Um, but in any case, this is this is what made me who I am today. Um, why I believe movement is so important, and why I advocate it so heavily, <laughs> both through exercises, stretches, as well as dancing, uh, throughout my social media platform, and as well as for anyone who comes in to see me. Yes, your your story is so incredible, um, and. What compelled me to really start digging into your work and your page was your advocacy and the way that you show up on your space to say, you know what, I see you patient, I see you client, I see where you are now, where do you wanna go? Let's figure out a plan to get there that isn't setting you back mentally, emotionally. That's really what I think you bring to your work, Danny. So thank you so much for what you're thank doing. You. Um, Delina and I were so jazzed. And I asked our audience, you know, <laughs> Me and Delina coach our clients all the time on this because they say, you know what? I want to give up dieting, but a whole bunch of reasons. But yeah. one of them is my knee pain, my hip pain. What if when I get older, am I going to lose mobility? Am I going to be able to go hiking with my friends and have the freedom to live my life as someone you know, who can be active? We coach our clients to think about that in a slightly different way. Um, but a lot of times when they're out in the community, they hear the same messages, which is, well, just pop pills and just lose weight. And it's really discouraging. And so um, I appreciate what you said there. Is it okay to run by some questions with you, what they're asking to hear your take on how to look at this a little differently? I'd be upset if you didn't. All right. <laughs> and then if we have time, I really want to talk about um, dancing and, and get into that some more. But sure, first, we're going we're gonna to talk about... Um, Two of the biggest things we kept hearing when we asked our audience their question, one was about knee pain and one was about hip pain. So I thought we'd break them into two parts. We'll start with the knees. Um, basically, the question is, are knee pain and weight gain related? And whether or not that's true, what can they do about it? I'm going to read you a few things that some people were asking. They said, my knees hurt after gaining weight. I know weight loss is unreachable. So what now? Knees! Exclamation point. It's such a common thing to hear that weight loss will decrease the pressure on them. Another person, knee aches, another exclamation point. This is very, it's really intense. I can feel it, you guys. They just ache even while I'm sleeping. This is new in this version of my body. And another person said, I have two bad knees and no ability to run. What other options do I have besides walking? So I'm sure these are things you've heard before. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Um... To, I guess, to, to just the first one first, uh, you know, does, does, knee, does weight gain affect knee pain? I would say it kind of affects knee pain in the same way that if you're a competitive runner or like a consistent runner affects knee pain, right? We all go through wear and tear, right? That's just the nature of life. Whether you're a dancer, a runner, or just a, like a very long distance walker, with time comes wear and tear. That's just a natural kind of progression, right? Um, now, what will determine that wear and tear is if, for example, you're a runner, but you don't really do any kind of exercises or stability work or stretching work to stabilize your knees, right, or your hips, right? This applies to both areas, right? You will be more prone to getting aches and pains and injuries and, and so forth. Right. So whether you're dealing with weight gain or consistent sporting or anything that kind of places more pressure or weight on the knees, it doesn't necessarily mean that that, that that's it. You're you're done for. Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
if you're someone who uh, is worried about weight gain and their knee pain or hip pain, while it may be a factor, maybe, that doesn't mean you can't do anything about it, right? Again, I'm, I'm kind of comparing uh, people who are worried about weight gain with athletes because mm -hmm. it's, the concept is the same, right? It's wear and tear. And how can we prevent that wear and tear from happening, right? So the answer is the same for both groups of people, right? Mm -hmm. It's stabilizing the joints, making sure that the joint is ready to accept the activity that you want to do, whether it's walking, like, um, you know, speed walking, what, whatever it is, whatever it is yeah. that you may enjoy, <laughs> be ready for it, mm -hmm. right? Um, when I wake up in the morning, I, I, uh, I used to, ha I had a really bad back injury, really bad seven years ago, terrible, could barely walk, right? Now, after that injury, I made sure that every single day I have a routine that I follow, right? To make sure that my whole body is good forever, right? Until I literally can't move anymore. Um, so I recommend people having, whether it's you're concerned about having or getting knee pain, or if you have knee pain right now, do something about it. And I don't mean take drugs. I don't mean go for injections. And I don't mean go to the doctor, sit there just for it to tell you, lose weight, and then we'll talk, right? Start mobilizing, start stabilizing, start, if you're having knee aches, like go to your local PT or come to me and I'll help you. <laughs> right. Um, right. Um, find the, find the issue that's causing you the pain, not a factor of the pain, right? Find the issue. Once you find the issue, you can eradicate it. Okay, that's so powerful. That so Man, I'm about to work my knees. For real. Um, there you go. <laughs> one thing you said really jumped out at me, which is that it's, the same situation as if a runner which were to experience that pain too we don't blame the runner for their pain okay. we don't say oh gosh you ran wrong <laughs> you ran wrong all those years and it's your fault for your pain we say okay we got this injury let's see what's causing it let's set you up with a plan to stabilize and work with the body you're in for what you want to do in that body but so often in our culture with weight gain we say oh gosh well that was that was their fault if they hadn't eaten in such a way, if they hadn't, quote, let themselves go. And it's the same exact situation, but our society puts blame on the weight gain. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in your body changing and there's no shame in having pain. The question is, where do you want to go? Exactly. Exactly. There's, there's no point to wallow in what already happened or how you are now, right? You're in the body that you're in. Let's move forward. Let's, let's make it better. Let's make small adjustments to the lifestyle to make sure that these pains and aches don't happen, right? Let's work with what we got and make sure that we get the outcome that we want, which is for people who are worried about pain, being pain-free. For people who don't have pain yet, who want to avoid it, injury-proof your body, right? Regardless of what size you're at, what you look, it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. right? We need to secure ourselves no matter what. Yeah. I always think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger or big bodybuilders and how no one's like, oh, I don't want to get too big as a bodybuilder because my joints. <laughs> Nobody says that when they're yeah, about to endeavor. Yeah, like, or, or like The Rock. Like, nobody's worried about his joints. But when you see someone who's in a bigger body who has, <laughs> Delita's cracking up, <laughs> who has a shape or a form that's not traditional or ideal, suddenly we're placing blame on that person. And it's so hard for individuals to keep hearing that message. It makes it hard to actually get the help you deserve and that you can you can utilize to change your life. And I think it's important to point out here that weight is weight. It doesn't matter if it comes from muscle. It doesn't matter if it comes from fat cells. Like your body's still going to carry the same weight. And the point that Melissa made is so important. Like, I don't 
don't know how much the rock weighs, but his <laughs> neck and his shoulders, his guy. body is like, hey. yes. And I, I'm pretty sure he's carrying around a lot of weight, yeah. right? And nobody's worried about his joints and he's running and nobody's probably worrying about his injuries. I don't know, Danny. I yeah. don't know if you talk to, you know, celebrities and, you know. Yeah, we we like, speak from now and then, you know, whatever. I'm sure you <laughs> do. I'm sure he's one of your clients, but. Let me tell I'm you sure that. He's, yeah. That Baywatch movie was terrible, but he was able to run. He was running <laughs> exactly. down that beach. He was right? he was able to move his joints perfectly fine, carrying around all that weight. So I love that that you emphasize that because um, I I was telling uh, Melissa yesterday, I was like, I need him to tell me why my knees are cracking every time I get out of bed. I don't move as much anymore. I'm not commuting. And so I know that I'm not walking as much as I used to. I know I know that my body is just used to more activity than I'm doing now. So definitely towards the end, I think myself and our listeners would love some tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Uh, no, absolutely. Of course. Got plenty. Yeah. And another point to like people who are bodybuilders, who are Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> The Rock, these people all have injuries. Like I, I hope everyone's aware that just because someone is carrying around 250 pounds of pure muscle, 3% body fat, like I worked with plenty of bodybuilders. Yeah. Terrible hip pain, mm. knee pain, back pain. Their shoulder blades are stuck. They can't open up fully, be, like uh, because of some kind of pass injury that blocked them from something. Like we're all human. We all get pain. And it, again, whether you're a big bodybuilder or someone who's struggling in a bigger body, it doesn't matter. Like it's okay to struggle with pain move past it right <laughs> overcome it work through it um and <laughs> yeah move those muscles move those shoulders to a beat if you need to um but that's that's really the thing though right mobility is the key it's the key that unlocks all doors yeah. right like delina you mentioned you you're you started to be less active and yeah. you're starting to feel certain things yeah that's normal right you don't like, lose it you lose it that's what i always say. pretty much well that's actually 100 percent true <laughs> Um, I've spoken to hundreds, if not thousands of people from the start of quarantine in, in, uh, New York, especially around like end of March, beginning of April, pretty much a week after quarantine started, that's when everybody's pain started. That's when the neck pain started. That's when the low back pain, hip pain started. The knees are making weird noises. I'm climbing stairs. I'm like, what is happening? Going down to a cabinet. I can't get up, you know, like, like what happened, right? mobility yes (laughs) you stop moving as much and then that's that's what happens love it love hearing that i'm glad my knees aren't the only ones cracking out here (laughs) you're not alone (laughs) alone with your you can hear her coming you can hear her coming oh there you go there you go so that's such a powerful takeaway i think right there is how you relate to the pain so many of our clients feel fear they feel shame when that pain physically arises within them And that actually causes them to freeze up and avoid Mm -hmm. instead of what you're saying to do, which is to say, okay, when you notice that fear and that shame, what if instead you said, okay, this is part of the process of being a human. (laughs) This is part of being alive. And wow, what a wonderful signal my body gave me that it wants more, that it wants more movement. It wants more rhythm. If like you're saying, you want to add a beat. (laughs) Um, You can relate to pain so much differently when you have that attitude and you don't turn it into blame or um, kind of wallow on what has happened before or stay stuck on what's happened before? 
Absolutely. Uh, p- pain is not only physical, it's emotional, right? Uh, again, as someone who's, who's been in pain, I can, I, I know what that feels like, right? And not just, oh, my bruise my shoulder. I, I, like I said, I literally couldn't walk, right? Uh, my own brother also had a back injury. He blew out three discs, right? He couldn't move for a long time and it was very, very serious. So I, I very much so connect to the idea of what pain can do to you physically and emotionally. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I had that back pain injury, I was at my lowest point, like forget physically. At that time, I was actually preparing for a bodybuilding competition, right? So that aside, mentally, I was destroyed, right? Destroyed. I didn't want to do anything. The last thing I thought about was moving. I was so, like, I was genuinely depressed about just my current state. Like, how can I let this happen to myself? I was someone who has been moving for the majority of my life, right? Again, professional dancer for 16 years. And here I could barely get off the couch and make a step forward. Right. So I understand where pain comes from and pain needs to be addressed in both of those respects. And you cannot wallow in it. You cannot just sink in, into the abyss of pain. No, no, you got to get up from there. You got to move out of there and you got to look at it as, yes, my body gave me a signal that I'm doing something wrong. How can I fix it? How can I properly address my movement deficits? Is it my posture? Is it the way I walk? Maybe my knees go inwards when I walk and I need to change that. Maybe I need to strengthen the outside of my hips to help my knees to open up right? All these little signals, our body is trying to tell us something, sending us little SOS messages. <laughs> we just have to be open to receiving them. We got to turn on those same wavelength and get those messages and do something about it. Yes. So beautiful. And our listeners are very familiar with some of those SOS messages, such as <laughs> hunger, yeah. such as fullness, such as um, emotions that can come up. All of these are physical sensations in the body. And so Danny, I just see your work as such a beautiful uh, extension and kind of wrap around to anyone who's practicing intuitive eating because they can use that similar framework. What they are going to need though is specific steps and plans. And that's where physical therapists are so powerful because you guys have the study and the sequence and the practice to actually get people from A to B. Um, so that's super powerful too. The hip pain piece. So we're talking a little bit about the knees. Was there anything we might add about hip pain in particular? I'm not going to lie to you. I saw one of your videos where you lifted your leg up and you rotated it out and then you tapped the toe and then you picked the knee back up and then you brought it forward. And I've been trying those for my hippie dippies because they hurt sometimes. Um, Do you have any other kind of thoughts about hips compared to knees when people are, are asking these questions that they think that hip pain and weight are related? Any other additional insights you might add? Well, so in terms of, to, to break it, to be a little bit technical here. So the knees move in two primary directions, right? They either bend or straighten. They do have slight rotation, but it's very, very slight. Now the hip is kind of like the shoulder joint, but for the lower body. Our shoulders are the most mobile joint in our entire body. It has the most range of motion in all directions. It is a beautiful joint. That's incredible. I, right? Everybody's it's, moving them on camera. I'm Everyone's just like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> We're all exercising now. Yeah. No, but, it, but it's, and it's, that's the thing though, right? And the thing that has the most mobility actually tends to be the most injured, which is interesting, right? The more mobile the joint, the more prone it is to injury because it can move in different directions. And when you, you know, have physical contact, when you fall, you hit, whatever, someone bumps into you, right? Things can happen. Now to bring it down to the hips, right? Because I said the, the hips is like the shoulder joint of the lower body. The hip is also very mobile, 
right? So when people are concerned about weight gain and hip pain, again, it can be a factor, but I'm going to bring it back to movement. When is the last time, right? Now, Melissa, you, you tried the, the move for your hippy dippy, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> right? But when's the last time you did that kind of movement? It's been a long time, honestly. I've not been stretching and I used to do yoga here and there. Um, I don't have a practice for that. And it, I think that's what's so hard for people. It's hard to set up the time and the consistency with that because we don't like slowing down. We don't like being in our head for a minute. That's at least my, my thing is like, okay, do I really want to spend 15 minutes stretching? I know. It's so tough to think about stretching. Like I can do something else, but Stretching seems boring. Sorry, Danny, but it really does. <laughs> we got to yeah. connect it to, to the process, though. And I yeah. think that um, a lot of people, when we work with them, what are we doing? We're saying, okay, what's your why? Why is this important to you? How do you connect motivation? Like, for me, I don't want to feel tense and tight. I also want to practice being mindful. I don't want to be this kind of person that's frenzied and can't slow down for five minutes. Like, oi, there... So, you know, that might be different for someone else, but connecting to your why and then coming up with a plan, you know, those, those are two really powerful steps to get over the boredom part, I guess. Exactly. And that's something that I want to make very clear uh, for everyone that's listening is that whether you want to be able to walk for an hour or lift your kids, right, but this hip pain or back pain, whatever it is that you're dealing with is stopping you, right? Which one is more important? avoiding that 15 minutes of stretching and not being able to lift your kids, right? Not being able to sit down without being uncomfortable for a meal with your husband, with your wife, with whoever, with friends, right? Walking outside to get your mail or can you invest that 15 minutes into your well-being, into your health? So you can kick those things out, kick the worries out, kick the stiffness out to make sure that you have a much higher quality of life right? It's for your longevity, mm. right? If 15 minutes a day, you could prevent injuries, stiffness, you can maintain your mobility, you can whatever, do anything it is that we, we all enjoy something, right? We all have an enjoy. Some people like to sit down for two hours and read, right? Now, if you have hip pain, that actually might be very difficult because you're going to have to keep shifting. You can't actually focus on what you're reading, right? Or if, if you want to go for a walk, but you literally can't walk for more than three minutes, right? You want to lift your kids, but every time you go down to bend, uh, bend and get your two-year-old, you, your back grabs and you, you literally feel like you can't move. Mm. Or every time you sit down on the toilet, you can't get back up. Mm. Is 15 minutes really that bad? Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's really about your choice, right? What is it that you want to choose to do? You know, for some people who have like lower grade pain that they can live with, that's another choice you get to make is say, you know what, I'm going to live with this. And by living with it, I'm not going to further the suffering by beating myself up every time that little, you know, hippy dippy pain pops up. I'm not going to make that mean something about me. If that's my choice to live with the pain and live through the pain, don't add suffering. So you have a lot of, you have a lot of places where you can go. You can stay as it is and accept it. You can say this is where it is and I don't accept it and give yourself a plan. You can explore other options. I had a client recently who said, I know my toe pain is related to my weight. And I said, well, if you're in a smaller body, what would you do about that toe pain? She's like, well, I might go to the podiatrist. I might get the right size shoes. I might rub them out. I might use the balls that I have to kind of, 
And she started doing that. The pain went away and she said, okay, never again. Am I going to connect that to weight? So I think exactly. these exercises are really powerful first in the mind. And then if the choice is like, I actually want to do the steps, <laughs> yeah, then PT is incredible because they're going to give you the accountability, the points in the right direction, the, um, it'll help it ha happen faster, you know, more efficiently than if you're on your own. Absolutely. And for those who are looking to make that change, right, going to a PT, one of the most important things is because PTs are supposed to be there to support you, right, no matter what size you are, right? No matter who I'm working with, I'm there to support you and your goals. Like, I, we'll make it happen, right? <laughs> uh, we'll find a way to make sure that we make sure that you, your goals are achieved, right? Um, and when you're looking for a PT, just like when you're going to a doctor, if you're not feeling like you're being heard, find a different PT. Love it. If, if you're not feeling like they're actually uh, dismissing the fact that you may be in a larger body, find a different PT, right? If they're not focusing on how to get you moving in a way that will help you, not just the generic nonsense that they pump out to 100 people with a similar kind of pain, mm. and that is nonsense, find a different PT, right? You need to find someone who is going to listen to you was not going to just judge you and and give you kind of like the death sentence of like weight gain lose it or else we can't do anything right well you need to find someone who can work around it who can help you no matter what and that's what is honestly really missing uh both from the pt world and from the doctor's world because everyone <sighs> who i've spoken to lose weight will talk yeah uh, why? Okay. Like, why? That's what we right. ask ourselves every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even so, let's let's say let's say you do that, right? So let's say he says you need to lose fifty pounds. You know what? Let's say let's make it even smaller. Let's say you need to lose twenty pounds. You know what? Let's make it even smaller than that. Let's say ten pounds. Okay, ten pounds. Now a healthy weight loss is around like two three pounds a month. Mm -hmm. Like you don't really want to exceed that because you want to be healthy, right? In terms yeah. of how much weight you drop at once. Now, if they're going to drop, let's say two pounds a month, that's five months mm. to drop me. 10 pounds. That means you're in pain for five months. That means you're walking around with whatever's causing you pain for five months, possibly taking Advil, possibly looking into injections, possibly looking into X, Y, and Z. And you've just spent five months in pain. And by the way, you're going to lose that 10 pounds and still feel no change. And if you didn't do it sustainably, it's coming right back, which is what the data shows. 95% <laughs> of diets fail. So exactly. the, the exactly. mindset, if you, if you do believe in weight loss, if you're at that point where like, oh, it's possible, you know, I can definitely plow through and make it happen. You're at minimum waiting five months for your relief. Yeah. And the broader literature shows that those who try to lose weight cannot do so sustainably yeah. because restriction yep. is the limitation around what's possible because of restriction. And the added stress is probably adding on to your pain. Anyway. Oh my God. Big time. And yes. not nourishing yes. your muscles and joints is adding to your pain anyway. Yeah. Because let's be honest, there's no weight loss without some sort of restriction. Mm -hmm. And that takes away the nourishment from your body. Yeah. So all these things combined together, just account for more suffering, more stress, right? More of a headache. And you're still at the same place, if not worse, mm. five months later. Yeah, because you're one month to later. Injure. 
you continue exactly. to work on that pain or exactly deal with that pain. Right. Which is a problem. <laughs> this sort of reversed answered our last question, which is that, you know, someone said when they struggle on a walk, they automatically start thinking, how should I lose weight? They connect that, oh, I'm struggling. If I lose weight, it'll be better. And I think you just kind of answered this for us. Yes, you did. <laughs> In the, in the process of, of pursuing that idea of weight loss, you're not actually making yourself stronger. The behaviors are going to make you stronger and make the pain go away. So that's yeah. really the focus. Exactly. And just proper movement, proper mobility. The, if you really want to go down the weight loss journey, that will happen. But only once you don't, you're not struggling through the process. You're enjoying the process. You're enjoying the movie. You're enjoying the walk, right? Mm -hmm. It has to come from a place of enjoyment. Same as the stretching. That's why I said like, you know, yes, it's suffering, but throw in a beat, make a little routine out of it. Get, <laughs> get a stretch buddy, right? Yeah. Get, get a, get your a friend, some, a family member, whoever stretch with it. It's only going to help them too. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so Melissa uh, doesn't want to be my stretch buddy. She Melissa. You know, you know Danny, she wants to, she wants to do this at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, Wonderful. I told her I would put the video on. She can watch me sleep and I'll raise my hand <laughs> and go, you go girl. Well, you know, you. hey, whatever works. I'm a late riser. <laughs> so this is incredible. Uh, your story is so inspiring. Your approach to physical therapy is so inspiring. I think a lot of people probably feel very validated hearing someone like you share this information and empower them because a lot of times we hear that wasn't the experience, mm -hmm. um, from both doctors and not always, but sometimes PTs too. Same with yeah. dietitians, right? There's, mm -hmm. you've got to find your fit and your match and someone's going to empower you. Do you have maybe one or two takeaways for the listeners, you know, the, a little send off message for them to really act on what you've shared today? So my, the biggest thing, and this is something that I advocate on social media, is just if you're going to find a, a healthcare professional to help you with your pains and aches, find someone who will listen to you and someone who will work around, you know, fo focus more on getting you to the outcome as opposed to what, how you look currently, right? That's number one. Find someone who will really listen to you and help you with getting your desired outcome. Number two is just movement 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 not for the sake of weight loss but for the sake of lubricating your joints and yes. making your body happy right yes. making your hip happy your knees happy your ankles happy that back moving mm, delicious <laughs> right make it feel good uh <laughs> i'm getting into myself here All right, yeah sorry. you're getting to your uh, dance moves <laughs> I'm feeling it, right? I have to film another video today, make make another dancing video, but um, but move, right? Mobility, real good mobility that's going to help the joints, not harm you. You know, if you're having trouble doing standing exercises or mobility exercises, great, sit down and do them. Find ones that work, right? Work around it. If you have pain sitting, then lay down and, and do mobility mm -hmm. exercises. There's so many things you could do, but the number one thing that you have to do is to do it. Mm -hmm. right yep. and then you're going to be so much happier these knee aches and knee pains the hip pains back pains it's all going to be a thing of the past as long as you do it and you do it properly yeah it's possible it. you are not doomed if you are in a bigger body and you feel pain and you have difficulty with your mobility you are not doomed these are wonderful tips danny where can the people find you tell us your insta handle and and what you're up to 
Sure. So uh, for Instagram, you can find me at official Danny Shapiro. Uh, that's where it's like my main platform. Um, you know, and if you want to go to my website, see kind of uh, what else, you know, if you're in New York and New Jersey and you want to work together, you're interested in finding out what, you know, what can be done. If you're feeling doomed, I'm going to undoom you. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll make it work. You can go to projectphysicaltherapy.com and, um, you know, there's a bunch of different places you can go to. I have some back pain reports, some knee pain reports, some shoulder pain reports. Got a bunch of stuff on there. So uh, Instagram, official Danny Shapiro, and you can find me on, online at projectphysicaltherapy.com. Amazing. Love Let's that. get you nationwide. I love it. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to put a plug, not now, but maybe down the line. Do you know Delina loves to dance bachata? And you That's are. That's what I heard. But I'm not professional like he is. He's a professional dancer. Now I'm all like in my head. I'm oh, no. I, I didn't mean to psych you out. Well, someday, <laughs> maybe when quarantine's over, maybe virtually. I'm just going to, I'm going to put that out there. Perhaps there's some sort of challenge or interaction. I don't know. We'll see. I just put that out in the universe. Hey, I'm down. I'm, I'm so doing it. I'm down, like, but it's not going to be professional. I'll tell you that much. Hey, I, I didn't dance uh, bachata professionally, right? So it's, it's fair ground here. Okay. I just know how to move my hips. So I'm going to just do some All stuff, right. you know? That, and, and, I'll, and I'll press play on the music. <laughs> there you go. We need we need a press play person. To be clear, I don't mind. I know my way around a dance floor, but I have no no professional skills whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> no, you just threw yourself onto the bus and you're joining us. So. Okay, there it is. Have to. All right. That's the three of us. Well, until my then, my friends, Danny, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You are a joy. I appreciate so much what you're doing. We will see you around Insta as well as the rest of you listening. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This is really really great. You guys are uh, very, very bubbly and I love it. It's just a positive emotion, the positive, like, yeah, I feel very fresh right now, to be honest. And that's because of, that's because of you two. So I love that. Thank you. So so peppy and bubbly. Love it. No, it's, uh, this has been really, really great. And I feel like, you know, you, by having someone like myself on, um, whether it was me or somebody else, just the fact that you're trying to provide even more value to your audience and to show them that, like, from the physical side, it's, it's just so awesome and so important. And I hope as many people as possible can hear this because I, I really do wish for a pain-free world. And while that may put me out of business, I'm totally fine with that because people <laughs> deserve to be happy. Too. That's how we feel, too. So exactly. don't worry about it. Exactly. exactly. We'll do something uh, else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Find, find something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really awesome what you guys are doing. And um, I, I, love your, I love your stuff on Instagram. And uh, may, may you keep on doing this forever. Oh, Thank thanks you. for hyping us up, Danny. Of course. Okay. Bye-bye, course. everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, Melissa, that was such an amazing episode. So, so, so excited to have these guests on this season. So what's going on with you? Um, Yes, first, I agree. It's been a ton of fun. I love you, but it's nice to have a group moment. And that's exactly what's going on with me in my business, too. You know that I started a group offer back in March. And you did, too, correct? I did. Did I tell you how I'm running mine? No. Okay, so here's the deal. Typically, I see clients for three months, one-to-one. And what was happening was all these clients kept telling me, hey, what's going on with your other clients? I'm just curious what's happening in their worlds. <laughs> and I realized, like, as much as it's powerful to have a one-to-one counseling experience, 
community is so, so important when you're trying to find food freedom because you need role models to inspire you. And as great as I am as a coach, I'm not always the role model for other people. And so I got to thinking maybe we could put together a group offer that leans on the no guilt framework. So we're meeting weekly for three months and we include a Facebook board where people can really get to know each other through that time span. It's been super, super fun spending time on these Zoom calls with these ladies. That does sound fun. It's like, I want to come in with my wine, some cheese, crackers. <laughs> I just want to sit there and just chit chat with my friends about yeah. all the nonsense going on in the world. Wine, cheese, crackers, a little bit of a little bit of your struggle, a little bit of your wins. We put it all together. Diet culture. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know, I love that you said that because that is what comes up in these meetings where people can have space where people understand what you've gone through. You don't even have to say a word, but the other members know what you're going through. They have a different perspective on your struggle. There's a lot of support, there's a lot of enthusiasm, and it's just it's so much fun. Now, one of my groups is graduating in a few weeks. Do you know that every single one of them has been able to figure out how to work through the struggle that they started with? They all have an answer to whatever their unique struggle was. They have something that they can practice and move forward with. They're not feeling guilt and anxiety around food. They're not fumbling over their words when someone says something that isn't supportive anymore. They are having a relationship with movement in their bodies that feels positive. It has meant the world to me. And so I'm really glad we're talking about this because I want to invite anyone listening that wants a longer term experience with women like them, where they can learn my no guilt framework while connecting with others, you are going to be exactly the right person for this program. So here's how you can learn more. You can either DM me at no more guilt and just say group. Go ahead, just write that word group. I'll know what you're talking about. Um, we can chit chat a little bit about what you're looking for and if it might be right. Or if you're like, whoa, that sounds awesome, go ahead and apply. You can find that in my LinkedIn bio. I will shoot you a message and we'll meet to talk more. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Thanks for asking about me. I mean, that's what this is all about. So friends do, right? They support each other. All right, chulas and gals, that was it for today. So peace, love, and break the diet cycle.